Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, everybody, it's the Title IX podcast on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. I'm Steph Copley, joined by my friend Elisa Woods for episode 70 of the podcast. Hey, Elisa. Hey, how are you? That was a very forced hey, I'm exhausted. Are you? It's only Monday. It's Monday night. And I took today off. Oh, no. But here's the thing I can't just. I can't just not be productive on my day off. This is my issue as well. So I did so many things today. A day off for me is doing all of the stuff I don't have time for on a normal day. Yeah. And that's really no day off at all. You know what I decided to do today is take up gardening. (laughs) Of course you did. Of course I did. I planted a bunch of flowers that I have no idea if they're going to die or not. I don't know what to do with them, but they're in these little pots on our front porch. Who knows? The pots have been Hmm. there since we bought it and nothing's been in them. So, well, I wish you well on this new endeavor. If anybody comes by my house, don't make fun of my pots. I'll help you with your pots next year if you want. I like that. Please. Okay. Please. All right. Well, count me in for your day off next year on sounds good. Beginning ish of April. The only day I'm going to take off next year. That's right. (laughs) We want to thank our friends at the Ivy college of business for at Iowa state for sponsoring the podcast as always. Maybe you could give them a nice hootie who instead of a forced hootie who it's not their fault that you're tired. Yeah. Hootie who I mean, thank you. Here. Well, you gave the you gave the listeners a forced hey-o. Well, I didn't want you to give our sponsors a forced hootie. I feel like the listeners understand me. They get me. That's fair. You know what? You raise a good point. So hootie who to our friends at the Ivy yes. College of Business at Iowa State. They're almost done with classes. I know. Coming it's up wild. fast. It's really wild. Yeah. This time of year is always so pretty on campus too. I always remember mm. feeling that like excitement of being done with classes and the yeah. nicer weather coming. So Good for you all. And also, um, thanks to our friends at the Mississippi River Distilling Company for sponsoring the entire podcast network. Um, I gifted some Cody Road bourbon to a friend this weekend um, who's a fellow bourbon connoisseur um, who I ran a race with over the weekend. So Cody Road, it's making its way all over the country one bottle at a time. I love it. So we have a fun episode tonight for you all. Um, we're going to put a little, little bit of a bow on March Madness and talk about um, what is the future of the women's tournament now that we've had a year of equal branding and equal marketing under our belts. And then we have a very special guest for you in the second half of the podcast, our friend, new best friend, thanks to Elisa mm-hmm. forcing her to say that, Yep, <laughs> Emily Ryan joins us on the podcast and 
yeah, I think you guys will really enjoy listening to that. Um, we've gotten lots of messages asking to have her on the podcast and it was so wonderful to have her join us. And you'll hear this when we chat with Emily, but we asked Mike, our merch guy, if we could do a little something, something, uh, for Emily's shirt with us and for, with the cyclone fanatic shop. So, uh, 15% off Emily's shirt until when Elisa is it April Friday. 15th? Okay. This Friday. Yep. Yeah. And if you've listened to the podcast or follow us on Twitter, you know that my favorite name for Emily Ryan is assassin. So that's the code word. It's A S S A S S I N. Elisa, go ahead and assassin. <laughs> assassin. Assassin. That's how you remember. So <laughs> take advantage of that discount and support our best friend, Emily Ryan, both by listening to the podcast and buying her shirt at the Cyclone Fanatic shop. And she's just a delight. She's so like serious, but you can also tell that like, there's a fun side door. She's yeah. a good time. Yeah. You can totally tell. Yeah. She's got some, she's got one of those, um, set, um, what's it called? Senses of humor. There we go. Oh, yeah. That's just kind of like lying and wait yeah. you know, for yeah. the right moment. Those are the best kinds. So yeah, Ooh. I think you guys will really enjoy that. I'm going to squeeze her when I see her, put her in your pocket. Gonna be like, who are you? <laughs> I'm your best friend, Elisa. It's me. <laughs> All right. I warned Elisa. I went on a little bit of a deep dive and that can be terrifying for all of you listeners, but I think this is going to pay off. I really do. I really um, do. If I had a nickel for every time Steph went on a deep dive or had a rant, you'd be rich. Your girl would have a lot of nickels, but I do think this is important. I really do. Like everything that you say is important (laughs) stuff. Oh, that's really nice. That's really nice of you to say that. Well, now I wish I hadn't said it. (laughs) I just feel like this is the perfect opportunity to revisit some of the things that the NCAA has been telling us and compare it to what's actually going on. And I'm going to give you the, I'm going to frame this up for you. Okay. So for a good couple of years now, we've been talking about how viewership for women's basketball and women's sports in general, but because we're talking about basketball, let's stick with that have been going up, 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 up. And this year was no exception. The final four games were up 20 to 27% compared to last year and averaged anywhere between two to 3 million viewers. And the UConn Stanford game specifically was the most watched final four games since 2012. The title game drew even more viewers. It averaged 4.85 million viewers. And that was the most watched college basketball game on ESPN, men or women, since 2008. The title game was up 15% in viewership from last year and 30% from 2019. So these are not minuscule jumps. These are significant, noteworthy jumps. And we've talked about this before, but I think a lot of things went into this, just the general growth of the game, um, the general awareness that the discrepancies brought last year, um, with the weight rooms and just the inequities of the tournament themselves. I think that pushed a lot of this forward the women's tournament tournament finally got to use March madness as a branding uh, for the first time. And interestingly enough, the title game got a coveted time slot because baseball got pushed back thanks to their mini strike. So there was no Sunday night baseball, but I will say the Grammys was going on at this were was the Grammy show was going on at the same time. So it's not like they didn't have anything to compete against and they still had this significant jump in fewer viewership. And I also think that that live cast with Sue Bird and Diana Taurasi mm-hmm. drew a lot of people. It was wildly entertaining and it was a lot like the Manning cast for football. Yes. And 
if you don't like basketball, you could have turned that on and just been entertained by their commentary. And yeah. I just thought it was so cool that they tried to do something creative to draw more viewers in and it works. Mm-hmm. It worked. Okay. I, so- I really well, like too, that they brought them in because we know that not everybody from the, that plays college basketball is going to make it to the WNBA. Yes. Very, I like, mean, it's like, a t- it's, it's less than 1%. And and it's it is even it's, far fewer than like the NBA. Yes. And yet the women in the WNBA have made it such a community, like yes. has, has made between the WNBA and women's college basketball has made it just such a community. And that's so cool to see. Yeah. And, um, just to see all of the stars in the crowd at the, uh, for the championship game. Yes. I mean, I didn't even notice it during the game. And then afterwards you saw them all on the floor, Candace Parker, and yep. it was just really neat to see you're absolutely right. So yeah. I think it was great that they did that. Mm-hmm. So that's the framework here that we have this intensely, um, uh, intense growing sport. And again, big jumps. We're not talking about small jumps here. So let's turn to TV rights. And we talked about this last year, but it's a good time to remind everyone that unlike the men's tournament, the rights to the women's tournament were sold as part of a package of more than 20 other NCAA championships to ESPN. And it was part of a 14 year, $500 million deal that expires in 2024. So we got a couple of years left on the contract for years. The NCAA has been telling us that the women's tournament tournament operates at a loss, but shockingly, that's misleading because that's only if you consider that they're lumping it in with all of the other championships under that current 14 year, $500 million contract. ESPN is paying. What is that? Like 34 ish million dollars annually. And that's interesting because if you'll hire, if you remember last year, they hired that third party law firm to do the review of the disparate treatment between the men's and the women's tournaments. And that firm the firm hired by the NCAA found that the women's tournament on its own could fetch annual rights between 81 and $112 million a year annually, just the women's tournament. ESPN is paying $34 million a year for 20 plus championships. So ESPN is getting a heck of a deal and women's basketball is getting bleeped like every year under this, under this deal. And I guess what I'm saying in a nutshell is that the women's tournament has been significantly undervalued by the NCAA and that Kaplan report that that third party law firm was all based on data from last year and before that's pre NIL. And we've reminded you over and over again, that women's basketball players are just behind D one football players in NIL deals. I mean, they are money makers. And the, the stat is that four of the top five in basketball players in the final four are women like top five earners yes and and the top two are the women yes and then the third one is the man and then the next two are women yeah four and five are women so and it's like I don't mean to beat a dead horse, but we freaking said this. We on told the podcast. you. I called into the radio to say, listen, NIL deals are not going to screw over women because women know how to make money on social media. That's right. That's and right. Women have a lock on social media marketing. And no, you're absolutely money right. Money on social media. And 
guess what? That's what happened. Yes. And so you wrap all of that NIL. And I know it's not, you directly can't, you know, say, Oh, look, these women are making all this NIL money. It's not, it's not the NCAA's money. It's theirs, but I'm just saying there's value there in the players that was not, could not previously be considered before. And now it can, and this Kaplan or sorry, this ESPN deal was also, um, I'm sorry, the Kaplan report that talked about how much the women's tournament was worth was also before this ridiculous jump in viewership that we saw this year. So I'm pretty sure like I'd be willing to bet my house on it, that we could garner even more for the women's tournament now than we could just last year. But to do that, the NCAA has to be willing to get a full and honest accounting of the tournament. And that means they have to sell it separate from those 20 other tournaments, but wait, there's more. According to the ESPN daily, do you ever listen to that? Mm-mm, no, they had a, uh, I think it was April 3rd, but it was last week. They did. Um, they were talking about the, the way the NCAA structures its sponsors, sponsorship profits, and that's super misleading as well. So in addition to the way the tournament allegedly loses money every year, the sponsorship profits are being fed to us on a misleading, um, form as well. So there's a giant gazillion billion million dollar contract that the NCAA has with Turner and CBS for the rights to the men's tournament. But it also gives Turner and CBS the rights to sell sponsorships for those other championships that ESPN has the TV rights to. So in other words, if I want to sponsor the women's basketball tournament, I have to go through Turner and CBS to do so. And for accounting purposes, the way the NCAA does it is that means any money that I spend goes as a plus on the column for the men's tournament, even though I'm spending money on the other tournaments because it went through the contract of the men's tournament and it's not being attributed to the women's tournament specifically. So that's misleading. But if we use that own mechanism and the the way the NCAA does it for the women's tournament, if we use the forecasted model that that third-party law firm did, the women's tournament by itself would be profitable. So all of you jerks out there who say, but it loses money, you can piss off because it loses, the reason it loses money is because one, misleading accounting, and two, it's never been given the opportunity to make money for itself. It is literally set up to fail. That's it. I mean, it truly is. Yeah. So here's the idea. We come into 2024 and ESPN signs a $100 million deal for the women's tournament and they get all of the other tournaments, the other 19 tournaments with it. And then if they sell sponsorship money for any of those other for, you know, wrestling for men's golf, whatever these other ones are, all of that sponsorship money goes under the women's then we'll As talk it about should. it. And that's what I'm, that's exactly right, Elisa. That because is exactly that's the what money I mean. maker amongst those 20 others tournaments that yes. you're selling. Because up until now, the NCAA has been leaving tens of millions of dollars on the table. And as a result of that, it's been hampering the growth of the sport. And the craziest part to me is despite all of that, despite being set up to fail in the tournament, the sport has grown anyway. Mm-hmm. And I don't, it's time to recognize it. And it's, there is no other time, but now, and with that contract right there, there's no reason not to take advantage of that. And I was reading some of, you know, the, um, the way the NCAA is structured is strange too, because you have the president, Mark Emmert, and then you have the, the, I don't technically know his title, but basically the leader of the men's men's tournament. And then the women's actually reports to the men and then 
it's not a straight equal flow chart. So first of all, I think that should change, but besides that's kind of an aside, I mean, the people that were quoted in these articles that I was reading were not, did not sound excited about selling it separately. I mean, it was very non-committal and I would just, I would be beside myself and I would be heartbroken, honestly, because they have an opportunity and it's right there. And there's no better time to invest in women's basketball than right now. And the, um, the New York times, there's a writer, Kurt Streeter wrote an article that was called the NCAA undervalued women's basketball marketers, marketers didn't. And I thought, first of all, that title was fantastic, Mm -hmm. but I just wanted to read a quick quote. He said, the NCAA has an opportunity to produce a cash cow that powers the women's game forward when it renegotiates its next basketball contract in 2024. Will it? We're at a precipice, a barge through the door moment. Women's college basketball seems poised as never before. And I just thought that was perfect. That's where we are. And we talk a lot about how like lifting, lifting up women's sports, isn't going to take away from men's sports. However, however, in this case, unfortunately it is because the men have been taking something that belonged to women. So yes, it will be taking a little bit of money. It will be taking that sponsorship money away from the men, but guess what? That didn't belong to the men in the first place. That's right. That's exactly it. Like that is why they don't want to give up this because it's, it is taking money away from the men. And they, they understand that, Hey, you're going to be taking money away from us. Well, guess what? That wasn't your money to start with. So hand it over. Exactly. That's perfectly said, Elisa. And I think that's how we should end it because Mike dropped damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so no, you're right. And I just, um, if you're listening and you know, if you're fired up, like we are, I, I don't know what the, I don't know how we draw attention to this other than continuing to scream into the void because it finally feels like for the first time that maybe it's not such a void anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Hey Steph, where, where would be a good place that we could watch these women's sports? Oh, let me tell you, Lisa. (laughs) So there's a new bar out in Portland, Oregon, Portlandia. (laughs) Yes. Heard a bird on it. It's the first ever women's sports bar that only shows women's sports. And it's called da, 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 the sports bra. You get Heck it? Yeah. The play on the bar and the bra. You get bra. it. Yeah. Okay. Bra. <laughs> bra. Bra. So the owner is Jenny Wynn. She was a basketball player growing up, but she blew out her knee before her first college season. And she discovered cooking in college instead of basketball because she couldn't pursue the sport like she initially intended. So she has opened this bar and the motto is we support women. And the goal is to play women's sports on TV and represent women in food and the beverage industry. So everything from the beer on tap to the cocktails mix to the meat served highlights women in their respective industries. And even the tables built are built by girls um, from an organization called Girls Build, which is a nonprofit that teaches girls from eight to 14 years old, the basics of carpentry. That's So this is just like, top to bottom, a bar that wants to, um, lift up and highlight women. And I actually just met, um, for the first, a friend of a friend that I met over the weekend is from Portland and she saw this bar and she said it just opened and she's so excited to go. So I volunteered myself to come out and visit her and go to the bar. I love it. I love it. 
Yeah. So I just think this is great. And it was another one of those things we got lots of tweets about. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really cool that you guys listening have a pulse on, um, and what's going on as well. So keep doing stuff like that. Keep tweeting at us to make sure we see stuff like this so we can shout it out. And I saw, um, I saw an interview with the owner a long time ago. She's like, my dream is that like somebody walks in and sits down and starts watching. And then it's like, Oh, <laughs> yeah. These are all women's games. You know, it's Three. so funny that you say that. I saw a tweet from during the the NCAA tournament and the women's games were on and someone was just sitting at a bar and she said she was watching these guys watching the game and you know, from first quarter to third quarter, suddenly they were locked in and into it. And that is why this stuff matters. People watch when it's on and it's, it's a good product. So you're absolutely right about that. I love it. Yeah. Um, before we get into our last, um, shout outs, I want to give a shout out to our friend hope wood who does our will in a day for us all. And you should take advantage of this. Um, I've been mentioning it, but she's super fast and easy. I just used her It's ridiculously easy. She was one of my law school classmates, one of the nicest humans there is. Her website is hopewoodjd.com. Again, it's her will in the day program and use the code fanatic for $50 off. So check her out. And uh, so there's my shout out for hope. Do you have some more shout outs before we break and get to Emily? I mean, I would like to know how your weekend was. You keep mentioning this little weekend that you had. So I went Um, down to Kansas city. And ran a, my first half marathon of 2022 with one of my girlfriends. Yeah. First of 2022, not your first ever though. No, I counted over the weekend and that was my 16th half marathon. Whoa. When did you start running? When was your first one? Uh, let me think I was in law school. So it would have been 2011, I think. Wow. Yeah. You've done all of that. Done all of that. That amount of time. What is that? the, 11 years. Yeah. I've run two marathons and 16 <sighs> half marathons in that time. And, and countless 10 and five K's. Yeah. That's crazy. I really like it. It's a good, that's my meditation to me. It's so cool that like, this wasn't something that you did in high school and just no, carried I, on. It's something that you picked up in law yes. school. My high school boyfriend called me slow because I was so painfully <laughs> slow. And I think I've said this, but my high school yes. softball coach used to say unhitch the plow. So running was not It was not something that came naturally to me at all. I thought I hated it and it turns out I loved it. And I just, I think back and I wonder like if someone would have taught me distance running back then, would that have changed the trajectory? Yeah. I don't know, but I'm just glad to have found it now. So how did the half go? It was great. I, I have been taking it easier than last year because last year I hurt my hip pretty bad. So I've just been kind of going into this year thinking I'm going to do what feels good. And I ran one of my faster runs and, um, it was beautiful weather. It's been so windy and mm. stinking cold here. And it was the same way down in Kansas city on Friday, but Saturday morning we woke up, it was cold to start, but there was no wind whatsoever. And it was sunny. Oh, I epic. saw the sun Saturday morning. <laughs> and then, um, it warmed up by the time we finished, I would say it was in the mid forties, maybe even 50. So it was, it was a gorgeous running morning for sure. So what are your goals for this summer? I know that like last year you had a goal to run a race in every month. Was yeah, I it did like a half from April to August or maybe even beyond that? Um, I don't have that goal this year. I want to run a race every month. It doesn't necessarily have to be a half because I, okay. that hurt me. That hurt my body. Yeah. And I was stubborn and didn't listen and. That was just silly. So if it happens to be where I run a half every month because it feels good, then I'm all in, but I don't want to, I just want to do something every month. 
And is this so something good for my that, like, health. is it something you kind of dig going to other states and other communities to do it? Or do you really like doing the ones here? No, I like, um, the Kansas city ones were my first out of state ones that I've done. And it's really fun to go somewhere. And I'm, um, my best friend is from Kansas city. So I get to stay with her family and it's like a cool. second family to me. So I like the idea there. I've met people who run and have a goal of running one in every state. I think that's awesome. I'll never be able to do that, but <laughs> I think that's really cool. And it'd be cool to expand my horizons at some point, maybe when the girls are a little older. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. It was What's, good. Thank you for asking. Did you get any good swag? Um, yeah, it was decent swag, but I have to give a shout out to the Des Moines women's half marathon coming up in May. That swag is so freaking cool. What is Did it? You guys, it's a, it's usually like a, 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 a purse, like a canvas purse. That's like, oh yeah, super good size. And they have awesome shirts and they have awesome race medals this year. It's a backpack, Ooh. like a nice cute, you know, like an yeah. actual cute and functional backpack. Seriously, I... you guys, if you, if you are thinking of running one, sign up for that one, you can do relays. It's, it's some cool stuff. I trained for the Copper Creek triathlon many, yeah. many years ago. It was like a sprint triathlon I was going to do ended up in the hospital the week before <laughs> it with mono. So, yes. um, was unable to actually do it, which sucked because I like trained for a really long time on that, but right. I did get the coolest backpack with this. I went and got the swag. Yeah. You have like, to, you straight, signed up already. You yeah, paid for it. Arnold brought me straight out of the hospital. <laughs> And I like, remember exactly where this place was. I still, I still go walk at Copper Creek sometimes. And I'm just like, son of a gun. Yeah. Could have been me, but, um, I, and it was such a good backpack. I kept it and I like carried my softball stuff in it for years. Yeah. The race bag is real. It is worthwhile. Yeah. But after Saturday night, I, uh, went and we had, we grilled out and did some meat on the smoker and gave myself meat sweats and, uh, called it a night. I yeah, love it. It was good. It was a good I weekend. That sounds awesome. Yeah. And then I got to start my week here with you. So oh, what? I love I know. it. You and Emily Ryan. Oh what my more gosh. could I ask for? Guys, seriously, like she's coming up in a couple minutes. You got to stick around because yeah, she's awesome. She's wonderful. And um, if you really enjoy it, send some love her way on Twitter and make her super uncomfortable. Yeah. With all the praise. Yeah. Let's do it. No, <laughs> let's do it. She's probably <laughs> listening right now. Like, oh my God, you guys, I hate you. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to cut to a break and then you'll get to hear Emily. Uh, anything else, Elisa, before we get to Emily? No, we, we okay. have like, there's so many little tidbits that we were just talking before we started recording, like just really cool things going on with women's sports. And I think we're just going to have to start like tweeting them out. Cause there's yeah. too many it's, it doesn't, it deserves more than just a little bloop quick mention on the, on the pod. So, yeah. and if, like I said, if you guys see stuff like that, please send it our way because we like being able to um, celebrate it with you. Yeah. Heck yeah. All right. Let's take a quick break and we'll get to Emily Ryan. We are brought to you by authentic brand. Authentic brand is more than just your source for official cyclone gear with an amazing team of designers. Authentic brand can custom manufacture polo shirts, jackets, caps, bags, and beyond for your team or small business. Check them out online at authentic-brand.com. Look authentic, feel authentic, be authentic.
We are being joined by someone who has grown to be a fan favorite, particularly among our podcast listeners. She needs no introduction, but I'll give you a little bit about her anyway. She is our star sophomore guard on the, well, I guess she just finished her sophomore season on the women's basketball team. She's number 11. I call her the assassin. Her name is Emily Ryan. Emily, thank you so much for joining us tonight on title nine. How are you? Hey, thanks for having me and doing really good. Thank you. We are excited. We're so excited to have you and you've had a couple of weeks now to recover. How are you feeling physically, mentally, emotionally after the season? Yeah. Uh, basketball season's a really long season. So, um, just having a couple of weeks off, uh, was good for us mentally and physically just cause, um, it can be a grind, but, um, it was a fun season for sure. And we're excited to get back after it this spring and keep working to improve. I've been thinking about, you said grind. That was the word that I had in mind, the grind, particularly from the end of the regular season, straight into the big 12 tournament, straight into the NCAA tournament. What carries you through that? Is it just a mix of excitement and adrenaline? Yeah, uh, it's something that you dream of growing up. So um, if you're not able to find the motivation to compete in those moments, I don't think you'll ever be able to find <laughs> That's a fair uh, the point. motivation to compete. So um, yeah, once you get to that point in the season, every every team is beat up a little bit. Everyone has nicks and bruises. So um, it's just a matter of how far you're willing to push yourself. And um, it was a fun postseason for us, for sure. Didn't end exactly how we wanted, but um, it made a lot of good memories along the way, for sure. I feel like this team is like, it's, it's always been like Fenley teams have always been like runners get after it on defense. Do you feel like you guys are particularly better conditioned than maybe some of the other teams just because of the style of play that you guys do? Yeah, we play up and down a uh, fast pace of basketball, which we think is the most fun way to play. And, um, hopefully it's fun for everyone to watch as well. But, um, yeah, I think just by the end of the season, after playing that way for so many months, you're, you're uh, naturally gonna be in good shape and, be put into position to go for a, a long time and to go hard for a long time. You are kind of known for being incredibly stoic and focused on the court. And that's why we've kind of nicknamed you the assassin, but after the sweet 16 loss, you got emotional during the post-game presser. And what was it in that moment that got to you? Um, so, so many different things. Um, first and foremost, it was just a matter of knowing that our season had come to an end and it was a incredibly special season. Um, one that I I've never had more fun playing basketball than I did this mm -hmm. past season. So, um, to have that come to an end was really hard, but it was more knowing that, um, we weren't going to be able to come back to practice the next day. And we weren't going to be able to go out and eat together the next night as a team. And it's the stuff like that, that you, um, are going to miss the most for sure. Unfortunately, we have a big, uh, portion of our team back next year. So we'll be able to make more memories like that, but you just never know when, um, a season will be as special as this one. And if you'll ever have that same opportunity. So, um, having it come to such a sudden end, um, in the manner it did, um, it wasn't the way we wanted it. Um, I think that goes without saying, but, um, it just adds more fuel to the fire for uh, the upcoming season. And, um, I just can't wait to get back after it. So you guys do like, you're bringing back almost the entire team. A couple people are leaving. Is there, is there anything that you're kind of hoping for? Is there somebody, you know, maybe in the transfer portal that you're kind of crossing your fingers for, like not exactly a person, but a position, <laughs> give us names, a, yeah, tell us exactly <laughs> who it is. but like a skill or like something that you think that next year could really kind of put it all together for you guys. Yeah, um, definitely with how crazy the transfer portal is, especially the past two years, um, you're always going to be looking for ways to improve. And knowing that we have uh, most of our girls back, um, obviously there's always going to be room to improve upon. But 
um, with such a large number of people coming back, um, I think coaches will be more picky on who they want to go after and make sure they're the absolute perfect fit. Um, so we don't have any problems with our chemistry because our locker room is second to none. Um, so I know our coaches will do whatever they can to find um, the best fit for us. And we trust them completely. And whatever they think is best for us, we're going to get fully behind and welcome them in and just um, embrace the process. I heard Aubrey like has the biggest attitude. Do you think she's like the, like <laughs> just the biggest jerk on the team? <laughs> oh yeah. No one, no one can stand Aubrey Jones. <laughs> I mean, just look at her. How, 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 how could you even handle that? She's no, actually, the worst. Worst. No. I've actually, yeah, I actually she's, feel she's like she's a ton worst. of fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, she, she brings such a light to the locker room. Um, she's so fun to be around. She's always um, goofing around when we can. And then when it's time to be serious, she can be serious as well. But um, you just look at her and you get a smile put on your face just because you know she always has something smart to say. And um, that's someone that you look forward to seeing every day. And that's someone that um, is very valuable, valuable on the court and as well as in the locker room. And um, we have several players like that that are just so fun to be around. So um, just one of the special people on our team and we're lucky to have her. I'm going to put her in my pocket. (laughs) If I ever see her, I'm just going to put her in my pocket. (laughs) Who do you think is, who would you say is the, you mentioned your, your uh, locker room a second to none. Who do you think is kind of the locker room leader? Uh, I I don't know if we really have one person in general. I think it's just a matter of a lot of good vibes going on all the time. It's um, pre-practice talks before we're going out there. Um, post-practice talks talking about how practice went and the things we didn't like and all that type of stuff. Mm -hmm. It's just so fun. It's an environment that you don't get anywhere except for sports. And so that's something that you just never want to take for granted. Um, you only have so many years of it and I just can't believe I'm two years down already. Um, (laughs) it's, it's flown by so fast and it's been so, so fun, but, um, it's just, it's something I don't take for granted. And I don't think, um, most places are as special as we have it, especially in the locker room. So, um, it's something that we don't want to lose and something that we, um, are lucky to have. What do you think, uh, for the team as a whole, you'll be working on in this quote unquote off season. I know you guys don't have a true off season and what's something you specifically are going to be working on for next season. Yeah, there's always so many things to improve upon, um, as a team and individually. So, um, I think that's what gives our biggest leap from last year. This year is how hungry we were in the off season. And not remember the Alamo. Is that right? (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. 84, 82. (laughs) Uh, we, that, that got drilled into our mind. Um, so, um, we're hoping to bring that same intensity this off season, just because, um, we saw how well it worked for us and how many, um, improvements we made with that, um, on our mind all summer. And so we're going to have to do that same thing this summer, but, um, in general, just always trying to improve defensively. Um, I think that's a big part of what, um, lost us our last game. So we're going to really focus in on that. Um, that's something that we can always improve upon. And, and then just in general, uh, just becoming sharper with all our skills and um, just becoming a better team as well. So there, there's so many different things to improve upon. It's hard to just pin just one. But what do you think? Give yourself some credit. Yeah. What do you think you crush it at? (laughs) I feel like, okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Jamie Steyer was like, oh, Emily's always like hyping up her team. And then she gets down on herself in these interviews. Like she's so (laughs) critical of herself. So we thought we need you to think of three compliments about yourself what are three things that you're awesome at we're gonna make you so uncomfortable I, Emily. Yeah. I can yeah, uh, 47 or 48 yeah. oh, oh brother uh it's a good thing that this <laughs> is uh volume only I'm, I'm getting a little red I think but uh but no it. uh I, I don't 
think it's fair to for me to have to do that. That's not a fun exercise <laughs> for me. Okay, so, well, I'll um, tell you I, the good things about myself. No, just <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let, let's start with you guys and just go around. But, uh, no, seriously. Um, I I definitely uh, think everything that I accomplish on the court is just a credit to my teammates and coaching staff putting me where I need to be, and I just do whatever I can to be the best teammate I can be and um, just work hard every day. Can I tell you something you're good at? And it's not just you, it's your whole team. So you don't have to feel super uncomfortable. <laughs> all it right, is all right, perfect. After the games, you guys come out of the locker room when you're at Hilton and come out and sign autographs for little kids, take pictures with little kids, hug little kids. And I just, I stayed with my two little girls so many times and just watched you guys do that. Didn't even come down and get into the festivities, just watched you. And I was in awe because- you know, you're exhausted after a game, physically, mentally, emotionally, and you guys always take the time to come out and appreciate the Cyclone family. And I just think it's so cool. And is that something that you guys chat about, you know, and you're intentional about, is it something that comes naturally? Is it a little bit of both? Uh, I, I don't think it's something that we really have to talk about. It's just, um, it's just how we do things. We, mm. we want to, um, do whatever we can to make, um, a little girl's day or a little boy's day. Um, show our appreciation for them coming out and being loud. Hilton magic is real. So um, any, any opportunity we get to show our gratitude for um, what people do for us um, as far as being loud at Hilton and just the amount of support we get. Um, it's really fun seeing those little kids um, just cause you know, a few years ago, that was you and mm -hmm. um, what it meant for me to have an interaction with a basketball player is something that um, I don't forget. And so um, just knowing that I can do that same thing for, another little kid out there is something that uh, we don't take for granted. And um, we want to do what we can to use our platform in the right way. What's it like seeing little girls and well, little boys too, wearing your name image likeness on a t-shirt. I have to imagine that's just unreal and awesome at the same time. Yeah. It's really neat just cause you grow up um, dreaming of being in that position and, and to finally be here and um, to have the opportunity to do it at such a special place, like um, here at Iowa state, um, where the support for women's basketball is second to none. It's something that um, we don't take for granted because we know how special our fans are. And um, just being able to see those little kids and, and we get to know them at camps in the summer. Mm -hmm. um, it's fun seeing familiar faces. And so um, just being able to be that person that they can look up to is something that um, I don't take for granted for sure. And your hometown really supports you. So the guy who does our t-shirts said, what did he said? Like your shirt was our second most popular shirt this winter. And like a out third of, of your home. Yeah. Out of all the t-shirts. And he said like a third of your hometown literally bought t-shirts. Like <laughs> is, have you just always had that support from that hometown or tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, honestly, uh, knowing that about my hometown, it doesn't surprise me. They, their support <laughs> is just unreal. It, it makes it so much fun. Um, I'm six and a half, seven hours away from home, but um, they said the number of Iowa State uh, t-shirts in the hall is, is outnumbering the number of K-State and KU t-shirts in the hall right now. Yes, so, keep it up. It's it's awesome. Their, their support is unreal. And um, just being able to make them proud is something that I take so much pride in just because it is a small town and we have a lot of pride in what we do, but being able to put them on the map like that is, is really fun. And, and I just can't thank them enough for all their support. How well, it's a, it's a small town, like 600 ish people. Is that right? Yes. Six, 700 yeah. people oh where I'm from. And I graduated with 14. Oh, that's Wait, unbelievable. 14 people? <laughs> it's so fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 13 others, 14, including. Oh my me. gosh. 
I just think that's such yeah. an incredible thing to see them continue to rally behind you. Yeah. Mike said literally like 200 shirts came from your 600 person oh town. So <laughs> keep I it up. That. It's so fun. <laughs> um, so we did also talk to him about getting a discount on your shirts. So this week, this, this week, week only people only everyone <laughs> that you can get a discount on Emily's shirts, specifically 15% off until April 15th. And Steph, would you like to tell everybody what the what? code, what the code for, what is it? Cyclone shop. The gosh. Cyclone Fanatic shop. The Cyclone Emily, Fanatic the code shop, for yes. the discount on your shirt is assassin. Yes. <laughs> because it's just oh, like brother. this nickname is catching on. I'm telling yeah. you. <laughs> Can you spell that Steph? A-S-S-A-S-S-I-N. Yes. Two asses and an N. <laughs> Two asses and an N. All for you, Emily. Yeah. So we really, we really had to push hard. No, we didn't. Michael <laughs> nope, said, didn't. like, absolutely. He said within like 10 seconds, I think, of me asking. He was like, yeah, let's do it. So discounts <laughs> for the rest of the 600 people who didn't get a t-shirt and then discounts <laughs> for like all of the awesome, like yes, fans. All of the awesome. Emily, we talk a lot on this podcast about the growing number of eyeballs watching women's basketball and the growing amount of people interested in women's basketball. And I know that's not your main focus, particularly during the season, but do you feel that momentum as a player? And are you, are you seeing it, um, just generally in, you know, maybe even the last five years? Yeah. Um, it's something that is taken off a lot in the past few years, I think for sure. Uh, watching in high school and then seeing the growth each year has been uh, really special and to be a small part of that is so so special for all of us and um, I just think it's so important that we get the representation we need um, we see when they put us on tv we get the numbers mm -hmm. um, at this last uh, championship I, I don't know the exact numbers but I saw incredible numbers like record-breaking and so seeing stuff like that's so encouraging uh, for small for small kids out there for sure and then and then just everyone in general um, there, there's a crowd for it and just a matter of getting us on TV and giving us the recognition we need is special uh, for our community and, and, and just uh, women's basketball in general. So um, that's something that is continuing to grow. And I'm just grateful that I can be here and witness it and be a part of it. You're a huge part of it. It's really neat. Do you have a favorite basketball player, men's or women's? Um, well, obviously I gotta say Bridget watching her in the <laughs> <is> so fun. <laughs> <Yes>. um, but <laughs> Um, cyclone, cyclone aside, I really like watching Courtney Vandersloot. Uh, mm -hmm. she's someone that I've really enjoyed watching since I was really young. So, um, seeing her win the WNRE championship last year, um, is really cool. And I just love watching her game. And as we're recording the WNBA draft is going on right now. So that's yeah, perfect yeah, timing. Sure. I've been watching that. Yeah. Listen, I don't want to talk about it because queen from Baylor got drafted and all they showed was her highlights against us. I was like, yo. Go to somebody, <laughs> something else. Else. Go somebody else. Hey, same for that. Same for the number two pick as well. That as well. I yeah. missed that one, but yeah, I was yeah. like, come I think, on. I think it was a matter of those games were on national TV, so they had yes. more clips true. of it. So yeah, true. So I, th it was a blessing in disguise, I guess. Yeah, that's we true. were on TV, but but now they're using those clips against us. No, <laughs> oh right. my gosh. But also that says like if she has an impressive performance, like you want to show the best against the best. That's right. That's, that's how I feel about right. it. Do you have a favorite sport outside of basketball that you enjoy? Uh, I've always really loved playing tennis. I played it all the way growing up and then in high school. So that's something I really enjoyed doing. 
um, with my family when I'm able to go home. And um, I also like to golf some too. I'm, I'm no good at it, but it's, <laughs> something, it's something that's supposed to be relaxing, but <laughs> I, I don't find it too relaxing when I get out there. But but it is a lot of fun, uh, something we can do with our family and uh, just be outside and enjoy the weather too. You know what? That's actually hilarious. So my therapist was like, you need to find something nice and relaxing to do. Like you get too <laughs> uptight about things. And so I chose crosswords and um, now I do a crossword every night and I try and do it under nine minutes. And if I don't, don't do it under nine minutes, it ruins my night. So <laughs> that's what Emily is like when she yeah, plays golf. Exactly. I don't exactly. think I'm doing this right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do. I have to ask you, we, we joke about you being so stoic on the floor, but how do you mentally prepare yourself to, to get that way so that that you know, whether it's the crowd or the officials or, um, you know, defender writing you, how do you block all of that out and just stay focused? And, and, um, I don't know, how do you handle yourself in those situations? Uh, yeah, or is that just, uh, is just that just you? That. Well, honestly, I don't know what that word means exactly, but, but I'm going <laughs> to, I can guess. <laughs> you but, just, um, you wait, are what was fiercely, the word? I stopped listening. I, oh, shush. I said stoic. <laughs> oh. So you're fiercely like, I you just focus and you don't let anything rattle you. You just, uh, Steph's a lawyer. Yeah. I, yeah. Okay. That, that's why your yeah. vocab's a little yeah. in my head, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I make, I, I stumped make, Emily Ryan, you guys. Yeah. She's like, the same. I make, I, I promise it's not that hard to do. <laughs> I'm the dumb one. <laughs> I just want to know because I'm someone who is very emotional and, and, you know, I'm 34 years old and haven't figured out how to do what you do on a basketball floor. So basically, I just want you to tell me your secrets on how you stay so calm in those super intense moments and how do you keep it together? Uh, yeah, I guess if it looks like that, it doesn't always feel like that. Um, <laughs> well, you do a great job in, hiding inside, it. <laughs> I appreciate that. Cause it sure doesn't feel like it always, but, um, <laughs> no, I, 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 I was always taught uh, when I was younger, just, uh, don't, don't always wear your emotions on your sleeve. Although that is a good thing sometimes yeah. to show your emotions, but, um, but there's times where you just need to keep it to yourself and, and try to get through things. Um, if, if an opponent sees you frustrated and, um, showing your emotions in that way, um, it can give them an advantage. So, um, something that I've learned along the way, and it's something that, um, I guess I've developed as a player and, um, yeah, it's also something that coaches have always told me that if your teammates see you getting down like that, um, it's contagious. And so, um, to be a good teammate, you gotta be able to get through the tough, tough stuff without, um, them having to take complete care of you all the time. So, um, I don't, I don't really know if there's really one thing that I can attribute to that. It's just, um, kind of have developed as a player and something that I try to do as much as possible. Well, you're great at it for sure. So we're talking about the WNBA. Like, is that something you have your sights set on? Do you feel like in the next couple of years, you're going to get to the point where y you are going to enter the draft there? Or do you think that after college, it's going to be another direction Europe or even just into the professional world? Yeah. Um, if I'm, if I'm given that opportunity, I'm going to take it just cause so few are given that opportunity, but, um, I, I don't know if I'll ever get to that point, but if I am, I, I would love to do it. It's something that, um, you watch growing up and knowing that Ash could have gone this year, but, um, mm -hmm. she, she took an extra year of eligibility here at Iowa state. It's something that, um, that I, I'm so lucky that I'm able to be around her, someone who's going to end up there next year and I can learn from her and just see what makes her so great. So, um, obviously if I'm given the opportunity, I'm going to take it, but, um, we'll just see what happens down the road. Are you five eleven? How tall are you? Uh, 
I usually say 510. I, I don't really know for sure. In they, they like to fudge range. the roster numbers for us, you know. <laughs> um, when I yeah, was I in think, high school, I think last year they had Aubrey louder or uh, taller than me. So, <laughs> but, heck but no, we used to wear high heels um, in <laughs> high school on the day where we would get measured, and they were like, "I'm okay. about to try that next year." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're just my shoes. What are you talking about? <laughs> exactly. Well, I have one shoes on. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I have one more question for you, Emily, and I don't know if Elisa might have something to wrap up, but well, I have something. Um, oh, I know what you have. Okay. Well, I'll ask you one more question and I know it's early, but you're coming off a historically successful season. What do you have a goal in mind already for next season? Or is it kind of still in the forming stages? Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if I have a specific goal individually or, or necessarily as a team. I just think it's a matter of just trying to get better um, every day um, this off season, taking advantage of every opportunity we get to work together and just improve upon what we did last year. Um, but no, I, I don't have anything specific as far as what there's obviously we want to win games, but th those are so hard to come by sometimes. And mm -hmm. you just never know the way the ball is going to bounce. We happen to have a few lucky breaks this year. Uh, Maggie banking in a three down at K-State and, and several things like she that. Called that you just she don't called know it. She called it. <laughs> I heard her call it. I heard her call it. There's no doubt. But um, but no, I, I don't think I have anything specific other than just trying to get better and try to reach our full potential and um stay hungry despite having a good season this past season. We just gotta keep getting better. It, um seasons like this don't just happen because you show up on the first um game of the year and play well. It's a matter of putting in the work day in and day out in the off season and just continuing to get better. Um, do you want to be our best friend? <laughs> Of course, of okay. course. You heard it here we first. Were already there, but we were already there. We're besties. This is awkward. We're gonna get one of those necklaces that's a heart, but it's like broken in three ways. <laughs> oh, I've never seen a three-way one. I've, well, I've seen them too, but I think we can. I can make one. I'll yeah. I'll whip something up. Um, I just want to remind everybody: cyclonefanaticshop.com, code assassin. 15% off of Emily's shirts. And I just wanted to like, give you maybe a little bit of help with this NIL stuff. Um, Brace yourself, Emily. <laughs> there's just, just oh, no. in light of the opportunities. <laughs> I did a little branding brainstorming. I'm sure you haven't had time to do any branding brainstorming. <laughs> um, but maybe two of these are good. Um, so the first one is don't even ryan get the ball from her get it like don't try and but it's so bad i gotta cut my turnovers down a little bit before i don't, take that one don't try I, and okay i don't Maybe i don't think year. i can live up to that one yet <laughs> okay she'll send you to the er because like oh i see it okay oh, yeah I, i've okay. gotten i've gotten some er jokes before yeah mm -hmm. yeah i'm thinking with mary Greeley. <laughs> We could do a deal. Get an NIL deal with the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> See where that takes Yeah. <laughs> Guys, just, just in case. Um, this one doesn't make sense. So I'm going to, I don't know what I was thinking. Um, this one, she's air thing you need in a point guard. So it's like <laughs> ER. And that's kind of a play on like, like, like my initials, ER, everything. Yeah. yeah everything okay, if you okay. Have, if you have to explain it it doesn't work that's right but it's like a play on everybody well, in the club no no we get tipsy. it we get it okay maybe before your time um <laughs> this one's a good one emma leave it to me emma mm. leave it all right all right i see where okay. you're going with that i see where um, you're going this one is kind of like matt campbell ish like emma lean in emily nin 
lean <laughs> in the process I, yeah I, I don't know i don't know where we're going with that one yet okay These process are... process okay listen we that way okay um, <laughs> let me find a good one she'll make you i will say you're more creative than me oh that's something <laughs> I, i'll give you that i'll give you that <laughs> i'll take it um you'll be crying <laughs> Ryan, Ryan. Ryan. Yep. Um, okay. okay. These ones okay. are just like rhyming. Academically, Emily. And maybe <laughs> the I, I don't know if I live up to that. <laughs> I, I, I don't think that one's I fair. think, but I, I just thought I think that's a little misleading. <laughs> one for the university, I thought maybe I the feel student, like that's student the, athlete with yeah, that yep, one. Yep. Yep. And academically, Emily. Um, I feel like that's a six-figure deal. Um, excessively. Sure, yeah, excessively, Emily. Okay. Okay. Aggressive, okay. Aggressively, Emily. Oh, I see you're where you're going with this. Yeah. It's the L-Y okay. Words. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, Emma least likely to suck. <laughs> least, <laughs> least likely to Emma. Emily, I think that one could go a lot of yeah. different ways. Yep. Emilians. It's like millions. This one's hard. Okay. We're, we'll skip that one. Um, let's see. Oh, what's that one? Oh, sorry about your ankles. Oh, I like that. <laughs> See, that one's a good one. I, I, I don't know. I don't know if I can do that one because I think I'm the most prone to rolling my ankles. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> it, it, it's just be, the lines just get in my way sometimes. If you we've all been there. Last year at this <laughs> last year NCAA tournament, uh, day before our second round game, we're we're just walking through stuff, and I and I just go down on a line so hard. <laughs> so hard oh, they jump out and get you sometimes yeah nice they really and do. Into yeah it. it was a bad one <laughs> especially that three-point line okay mm-hmm. um number yeah, 11 even backward <laughs> number 11 that's number one but twice <laughs> you're, you're number one no we again we get it okay, we get you, it yeah let me assist you oh that's good yeah that's really you get good some okay assist. okay hooper natural it's like oh, supernatural but but hooper hoop mm-hmm. hooper because, natural see i like these because they can go for other people too you okay, know nope, you could these get are just for you. these are <laughs> this is being recorded these are just for just you for you um this one actually um brings us back to something you said before it's it's i'll also beat you in tennis oh because i, I knew like that you that. played tennis <laughs> Cause I looked you did, at your Instagram. Yeah. Elisa did your home, her homework. You did your once. research. Impressive. Impressive. Weird. <laughs> um, Oh, this one is, I like made for March cyclone. The women's basketball Twitter tweeted that. And I think mm-hmm. we're going to take it for you. <laughs> These are all for you <laughs> as your managers <laughs> and best friends. Yep. Um, all my swishes <laughs> came true. Oh, that's clever. Yeah, it's like that's swish. nice. I, I think I've actually seen that one on t-shirt. Okay. We might not be able to get that you know one what? anymore. Nobody I is... think Nike might have taken it. You know what? Don't make me swear on this podcast. Um, oh, it's something just straightforward and lighthearted. Um, I will crush your hopes and dreams. Love Emily. <laughs> I think that's my favorite. Just I will crush your Straight hopes and it. dreams. Love Emily. See, I love it. See, that's the one you could put on a shirt for Aubrey and then just have her smiling face. <laughs> that's on right. With it, you know? Yep. There okay. you go. Yeah. So anyway, um, any of those that you like, or we could just stick with, you know, daggers and dimes, like what's mm-hmm. on your shirt. Right. <laughs> but you just let us know. You, know, you, you think about it. You yep. think about it and let us know. Uh, all right. You, you I, didn't only go quality there. You went quantity too. I'm impressed. Yeah, I'm impressed. Always, <laughs> always go quantity. Um, I do think that I'm the least likely to suck is the best one. Yeah, that's so. really clever. We're yeah. proud of you, Lisa. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
I'll work on them. Yeah, that one could catch on. I'll yeah, workshop we'll, a little we'll, bit. You know, just call our people or we'll call your yep. people. Okay, Emily. <laughs> <laughs> all right so, I'll sounds just, good sounds i'll tweet good. i'll tweet I'll, you I'll whenever. Get that. yeah whenever i have ideas i'll just tweet you <laughs> just yeah. block her emily please. people running my twitter will, will let me know oh gosh <laughs> wow wow <laughs> that was a mic drop right there that was the person who uh, runs my twitter i'll let them know <laughs> Well, Emily, thank you so, so, so much for joining us. You are wonderful. You're a great role model. And like I said, you're a fan favorite among the little kids and the little older kids like us. So keep doing what you're doing and maybe we can have you back here next season sometime. Yeah, sounds good. Thank you guys for having me. Of course. And uh, keep kicking butt out there. Daggers and dimes. All right. (laughs) All right. Thank you. I appreciate you guys. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks.